Are you a business looking to expand across the USA? Ask Dr. Love reaches millions of terrestrial radio listeners, offering you a unique opportunity to reach out to almost every adult listening group as everyone is concerned about their relationships. There is no other relationship advice show broadcast anywhere else in the USA. By advertising on Ask Dr. Love, your company can reach an audience that no other show touches. Visit AskDrLove.com and fill out the contact form to get in on this tremendous opportunity. Fill out the contact form at AskDrLove.com right now and get all the details. Will it be your company that gets to take advantage and grow your business? Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe $25,000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is a perfect time to get cash out, while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay for college, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. A cash out refinance is the perfect solution to get the cash you need. If you need $25,000, $50,000, or even $100,000, now's the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to sell your home or use your savings. Call New American Funding now and speak to a cash-out refi specialist and see how much cash-out you can get. Call New American Funding at 855-403-7120. That's 855-403-7120. Call 855-403-7120. You're listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. If your heart is still hurting over the bodily loss of your loved one, the reason is simple. We're not meant to be separated from those we love, and reconnecting is the only way to end the grief. But reconnecting and staying connected requires guidance. As a gift to her listeners, Dr. Turndorf is offering a limited number of discounted grief relief sessions to help you reestablish a relationship with loved ones in spirit and resolve any unfinished issues. If you're ready to experience the healing and joy of reconnecting, visit drjamieturndorf.com slash griefrelief to schedule your session. But don't wait. Space is limited. Visit drjamieturndorf.com slash griefrelief to find out more. And now, back to Dr. Turndorf. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ask Dr. Love. It's my pleasure to be with you again this week. So I have a question for you. Does your heart tell you that the soul is eternal, but does your logical mind make you doubt the truth of this? And does that same logical part of your brain say, I want proof, give me proof. And I'll never forget one of Jean's first manifestations. I had returned from Italy following his bodily departure from the killer bee. And my mother was in our house. And I had an appointment to meet with Jean's priest to to prepare the readings for Jean's funeral. Now, the priest was a man I had never met because I wasn't religious and I never went to church. My mom was pressuring me to open a new bank account in my own name, and she wanted me to do it immediately. And I told her that if I went to the bank and did what she was pressing me to do, I would be late for seeing the priest. And she became enraged. And I said, Mom, you're torturing me. And she shouted, go F yourself. You don't have a mother anymore. This is what she said. And 
Well, saying that she would abandon me at this really incredibly vulnerable time in my life, having Jean had just having Jean just ripped from me, for her to say that uh, she was going to abandon me really threw salt on the wound. And of course, because I was born three months early and spent the first three months of my life in a preemie hospital, I had a deep abandonment wound anyway. So I left the house in a state of emotional hysteria. And I said out loud while I was crying, Jean, look at what I'm left with now that you're gone. And I could feel that Jean was so angry with her. Two months later, on Christmas Eve, to be exact, I received a phone call from my mother. And she said, I want to tell you what happened that day when you left the house. She said that she heard enraged banging and pounding on the walls. And she said she was so terrified that she fled the house. And I said to her, but mom, you don't believe in God or the afterlife. And she said to me, and I will never forget what she said. She said, I still don't believe. I just know what happened. Now, I have to add a PS to the story. Well, over the years, I've worked with my mom and she's grown a lot in every area, including the spiritual dimension. And now she regularly reports manifestations like last year during the pandemic, I prayed to Jean to help find someone who could shop for my mom. And I said to my mom, ask your Instacart shopper if he can work privately for you doing other things. The Instacart guy told her that his name was Kevin and he gave her his cell number. And the next day he texted her and he asked her if he could bring her a special breakfast. That's what Jean used to do. He would dote on her when she visited us and gave her the things that she liked and special breakfasts. And after he texted this, do you want a special breakfast? He signed the text, Jean. I'm not kidding you. That's my husband's name, as you know. So she asked him why he said his name was Jean when he told her it was Kevin. And he said, that's the name he goes by. I'm thinking, what? Clearly, Jean came through this man, used him as an open vessel in an astonishing way, and had him sign Jean's name. And that was also not only a gift for mom, it was a gift for me saying, I heard your request. Now, recently, my mom said that her phone rang and the name Lee, that's her mother's name. The name Lee appeared on the caller ID and she picked up the line and the line was dead. So my point is, hearing my stories over the years has opened my mother's eyes and heart to the mysteries of spirit communication. And the more open she's become, the more communications she receives. And that's the same thing that I wish for you. And that those couple of stories that I just shared are a perfect segue into today's show topic. How, how can you prove that the spirit lives on? And, you know, despite my mother's atheism, she couldn't deny what happened. And I often say to people, if you experience a manifestation that defies logic, just accept the event is of the divine. And the divine defies our limited sense of logic, time, space, and so on. So people who believe in God just accept the love they see and feel emanating from the divine. They accept God is. There's no way to prove God. We can't snap a photo of God, but that doesn't mean that God doesn't exist. So 
what if you don't believe in God? How can you prove that the divine exists, that our loved ones in spirit still exist, that the soul lives on? You know, after Hay House published Love Never Dies, many people asked me it, lots of questions regarding the scientific side of reconnecting with souls in spirit. And um, that led me to dig in to a lot of the research and the writing of renowned quantum physicists on this topic. And what I'm going to talk about with you today is new information. It's not contained in the published version of Love Never Dies. So I'm going to give you a little overview of the latest quantum physics research. And it's actually quantum physics that offers us proof of soul survival. We actually now have a meeting um, of the spiritualism and metaphysics and quantum physics. And as quantum physics has expanded and their technologies have expanded, we see there's a convergence. So let's just start with a simple little conceptualization. Maybe you've heard the latest quantum physics research demonstrating that 95% of our universe is comprised of dark matter or dark energy. Not because it's evil dark, but because it doesn't reflect light. And maybe you've also heard what Einstein said, energy can't be destroyed. So I like to combine these two truths. And what do we come up with when you do combine them both? This is my short and sweet breakdown. When we shed the turtle shell of our physical bodies, the energy of our soul essence just moves into the dark matter, which is another term for the afterlife or heaven. And that's why Jean said to me right after leaving his body, and these are his words, death is an illusion, Jamie. There is a very thin veil between the realm where you are and the realm where I am. The veil is thinner than you can ever imagine. I'm standing right here. So the point being, your loved ones are standing right beside you too. They're just waiting for you to learn how to open the door of your heart and reconnect with them so you can finally stop grieving over their loss. Let me tell you a story about a woman named Lillian. She's somebody I saw when I still lived in Millbrook, New York, and her son had recently committed suicide. And she blamed herself for not seeing the signs that he was in serious emotional trouble. And time was not fixing her pain. She was getting worse and worse to the point that her grief and her guilt was so crippling that she became a sleeping pill addict. And when the pills didn't work, she combined them with, with booze. And one day she collapsed, hit her head, and had a brain bleed that put her in the hospital. And on discharge, she was sent to a traditional Western grief therapist. And the therapist told her that she had to let go and move on. And this advice made her even more depressed. And then she found me. And when she walked into my office, I thought she was a battered spouse. Both of her eyes and her face were black and blue from the fall that she had just taken. She literally looked like a walking corpse. And in our first session, I guided her to reconnect and begin to dialogue with her son. And in her first dialogue, her son made it clear that there was nothing she could have done to stop his suicide. He had made up his mind that he wanted out of his body, period. And he actually said that his wife, with whom he was experiencing irreconcilable marital conflict, was tying his testicles in a knot. He didn't use the word testicles. He used the more 
a popular slang term, but I'm not going to say it because we're on terrestrial radio. So he said that she was tying his testicles in a knot and he couldn't see any other way to get away from her apart from leaving his body. And then he begged his mom to stop blaming herself and start enjoying her life again. He then mentioned that he had bought a hammock before he left his body and he knew that it had arrived at his house. And she confirmed to me that this was true. And he told his mom to lie in the hammock and relax. And as we continued to dialogue, her relationship with her son became closer and closer. And needless to say, it was the reconnecting with her son that put a stop to mom's endless grief. Now, I have to say again and again, we're not supposed to live in an emotional wasteland separated from those we love, waiting until we quote unquote die and enter heaven because heaven is all around you. Heaven is here and now. This means you're supposed to reconnect with your loved ones in spirit right now. Reconnecting is the only prescription for ending the endless pain sadness, and grief that most people get stuck in. So when you accept the fact that the dark matter or heaven or the afterlife is all around you, and you accept the fact that the soul doesn't die, then it is logical to conclude that my relationship should not end. My relationships with all those that I love who are in spirit should not end, and that I should reconnect and stay connected. See where my logic goes? So coming back to the logical mind and how it blocks so many people from acknowledging their loved one's signs and accepting their loved one's ongoing presence, I want to share a really amazing example of ESPY. ESPY is one of my certified transdimensional grief resolution method coaches, and Jean dissolved her logical mind. And it was her logical mind that was enabling her to reconnect with her husband in spirit. And when her logical mind got out of the way and she reconnected with her husband, it lifted her grief and created financial pros prosperity to boot. Espy's husband in spirit was working in conjunction with Jean to hand deliver her to me by way of an article that Bernie Siegel had written about me in Love Never Dies. And Espy said that she was sitting at her kitchen table when her eyes felt pulled to a newspaper that had been magically opened to the Siegel article. Just as an aside, quite a few people have come to me and made it clear that Jean was working with their husbands in spirit to, to find their way to me. For example, one of my other coaches, Jacqueline, she went to sleep one night in a terrible state of sickness and ear infection. It was the eve of Easter and she was just miserable. She turned off her phones, her computer, and she just was weeping to her husband, please, please help me find a way to reconnect with you. And she said in the middle of the night, her computer was blasting. She woke up. Her husband and spirit had manipulated the technology, turned the computer on, and my show on the Hay House Radio Network was playing. And then she heard him say, I want you to connect with uh, Dr. Turndorf tomorrow on Easter, and she will show you how to connect to me. And since then, I've heard from quite a lot of people that Jean's running the spirit branch of the Transdimensional Grief Resolution Method training. He's teaching the loved ones in spirit how to reach out to their loved ones on the earth plane and teaching them how to 
show the loved ones on the earth plane how to find me so that then I will help them reconnect to their loved ones in spirit. Mind bending, I know. So when we come back, I'm going to continue the story about how Espy's logical mind was moved out of the way so that she could discover the truth of her husband's presence in spirit, reconnect, and heal her grief. We'll be back in a moment. Here's an important message from the Diabetes Solution Center. With your insurance, you may qualify to get a new CGM right now at little or no cost to you. By wearing a small remote device, you can immediately reduce the painful finger sticks. They're accurate, easy to use, and help you make better diabetes treatment decisions. If you take insulin three or more times a day or use an insulin pump, I want you to call right now and take advantage of our free shipping offer. Are you a business looking to expand across the USA? Ask Dr. Love reaches millions of terrestrial radio listeners, offering you a unique opportunity to reach out to almost every adult listening group as everyone is concerned about their relationships. There is no other relationship advice show broadcast anywhere else in the USA. By advertising on Ask Dr. Love, your company can reach an audience that no other show touches. Visit AskDrLove.com and fill out the contact form to get in on this tremendous opportunity. Fill out the contact form at AskDrLove.com right now and get all the details. Will it be your company that gets to take advantage and grow your business? Has your heater busted, computer crashed, appliance broken? Then you need ARW Home. Life's been pretty worry-free since I got coverage with ARW Home. Don't waste thousands of dollars on air conditioning, appliance repair, and replacements. Save that money with ARW Home. Protection plans that cover household appliances, systems, and electronics. My air conditioning broke on a Sunday. I called ARW, and they came out and fixed it right away. Get your free quote today. Call or go to ARWHome.com now. You're listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. If your heart is still hurting over the bodily loss of your loved one, the reason is simple. We're not meant to be separated from those we love, and reconnecting is the only way to end the grief. But reconnecting and staying connected requires guidance. As a gift to her listeners, Dr. Turndorf is offering a limited number of discounted grief relief sessions to help you reestablish a relationship with loved ones in spirit and resolve any unfinished issues. If you're ready to experience the healing and joy of reconnecting, visit drjamieturndorf.com slash griefrelief to schedule your session. But don't wait. Space is limited. Visit drjamieturndorf.com slash griefrelief to find out more. And now, back to Dr. Turndorf. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Love. We're talking about the science proving soul survival. And then a little bit later in the show, I'm going to be answering some of your toughest questions. So we're talking before the break about how my coach Espy was helped by Jean and her husband in spirit to dissolve her logical mind. And so after she saw the newspaper article that Bernie Siegel had written about me in Love Never Dies, she registered that just the day before she had purchased my book, 
love never dies. And she took that as a sign that she was meant to see me in person. And in the session, Espy told me that she was stuck in grief because her intellect was causing her to doubt the signs that her husband was sending her all the time. And the result was that she felt constantly disconnected from him and sad. And then she began to tell me a story about something that happened to her in 2006. Now, when I heard the year 2006, I knew Jean was involved in the story that was going to unfold since he left his body in 06. Espy said that back in 06, she was standing alone on a subway platform in New York City when a man began walking toward her. And at first she said she was afraid he was a homeless man who was going to accost her. But as he got closer, she saw that he was a meticulously dressed man. And she said that he was wearing a paper bag colored, very flimsy raincoat. I nearly flipped when I heard this because Jean was wearing that very coat on the night he left his body. Now she continued, the man smiled at her and then walked very close to her and energetically sent her the message, God loves you as much as he loves me. And then she said, she watched the man dissolve into the wall. Now, I was beyond flabbergasted to hear the story because I knew the man in her story was Jean, and I still owned the raincoat that she described, and I jumped up and I got it from the closet, and she said, yeah, that was the coat, and then I showed her a photo of Jean, and she confirmed that that was the man who had come to her, and so I realized he came to her on the night that he left his body, and that was 10 years prior. 10 years before her husband left his body and 10 years before I had met Espy. But in this mind-bending manifestation, Jean was planting the seeds for Espy's reconnection with her husband. Jean knew that 10 years later, Espy's husband would be in spirit form and that she would be coming to me for help to reconnect with him. And Jean knew that in order for her to reconnect, Espy's logical brain was going to need to be blown out of the water. And Jean's manifestation was just what was needed to get her intellect out of the way. And instantly, with that story and my validations of the, the, the clues, she was able to put aside her rational mind and allow the reconnection. And her reconnection just lifted her grief. And in its place is joy and peace and ecstasy. And Espy smiles all the time. She's so close to her husband that she often feels him waking her out of a sound sleep to make love to her. And Espy's finances turned around too. She had been out of work for years and her husband led her to a new and very lucrative position. So that story is a really good transition for the science, the science of soul survival, the science that gives us an understanding of the mind-bending stories I've shared so far. So to start with, for decades, scientific research has been uncovering evidence of human consciousness, or uh, what some call the soul, the evidence that human consciousness lives on after bodily death. Max Planck, who received the 1918 Nobel Prize as the father of quantum physics, said in The Observer in 1931 that his experiments indicated that human consciousness pre-existed the universe. And he said, and this is like a quote from him, I regard consciousness as fundamental. I regard matter as derivative from consciousness. 
consciousness. We cannot get behind consciousness. Everything that we talk about, everything that we regard as existing postulates consciousness. Now, a protege of Einstein named David Bohm, who's one of the world's most respected quantum physicists, was himself a proponent of the holographic model, precisely because it explains various phenomena for which both traditional and quantum physics have no explanation. Stuart Hameroff and Deepak Chopra recently published an article called The Quantum Soul, A Scientific Hypothesis. And they say in this article, end-of-life brain activity supports the notion of a quantum basis for consciousness, which could conceivably exist independent of biology in various scalar planes in space-time geometry. And Michael Talbot, the author of The Holographic Universe, says some scientists are beginning to believe the universe itself is a kind of giant hologram, <clears throat> a splendidly detailed illusion. And Talbot goes on to say that the holographic model explains all paranormal and mystical experiences from telepathy, precognition, and mystical feelings of oneness with the universe to psychokinesis, which is the ability of the mind to move physical objects without anyone touching them. It even explains death itself, which is nothing more than the shifting of a person's consciousness from one level of the hologram of reality to another. And the brilliant Thomas Campbell, he was on my show some years ago. He spent the past 30 years studying the properties, boundaries, and abilities of consciousness. And in, in his seminal work, My Big T-O-E, Theory of Everything, Campbell presents his consciousness theory, um, including what he calls a virtual reality concept, which explains how multi multiple realities exist simultaneously, his larger consciousness system that explains all paranormal or psi experiences, including the placebo effect, quantum entanglement, precognition, out-of-body experience, near-death experience, after-death communication, and even aspects of dreaming, especially lucid dreaming. There's another really fascinating article that I saw at scienceandmetaphysics.com called um, Scientists Claim That Quantum Theory Proves Consciousness Moves to Another Universe at Death. That's the title of the article. And that article says that we carry space and time around with us like turtles with shells. And Dr. Robert Lanza, who was voted the third most important scientist alive by the New York Times, says when the shell comes off, and he's using the shell to refer to space and time, we still exist. Dr. Robert Lanza says in his book, Biocentrism, how life and consciousness are the keys to understanding the nature of the universe. He says that the death of consciousness simply does not exist. Lanza explains that humans wrongly assume that the body generates consciousness and that consciousness dies with the body. But Lanza says that we receive consciousness in the same way that a cable box receives satellite signals. And the signals do not end with death, which means consciousness is not constrained by time, space, the body, or the brain. As Lanza says, consciousness is non-local in the same way that quantum objects are non-local. 
And then prominent afterlife researcher and attorney Roberta Grimes has gathered gathered a lot of evidence for the survival of consciousness in her book, The Fun of Dying. And she says, evidence tells us that there are about seven inhabited levels of after-death reality that are separated from our reality and from these other levels by their differing energy levels, just like television channels exist at different vibratory rates. And she says that, the evidence overwhelmingly indicates that when we die, we simply tune our minds away from this material channel, that is the life on earth, to one at a slightly higher vibratory rate. And there we pick up a whole new solid post-death reality. And Grimes also states that the human genome project decisively puts to bed the possibility that our brains generate our minds. This is amazing. It was revealed in 2014 that the human genome contains only 19,000 genes, which is 2,000 fewer than the genome of C. elegans. It's a, that's a nearly microscopic worm of fewer than 1,000 cells. And nearly all of our genes predate the emergence of primates. So Grimes says the implications of the fact that the human genome is so small have not been well publicized, but many researchers are stunned by it. So either much of what they thought about genetics is wrong or the human brain does not generate the mind. And Grimes also says the evidence is overwhelming that our minds are powerful parts of an energy-like consciousness matrix. And her research agrees with the work of the founding quantum physicists in demonstrating that human consciousness is primary and pre-existing and easily survives the death of our bodies. And last but not least, Dean Radin. He's the author of The Conscious Universe. And he says, I've learned that those who loudly assert with great confidence that there isn't any scientifically valid evidence for metaphysical abilities and events don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> that pretty much says it all. So I hope that that little intro to the science proving soul survival will help you allow your logical brain to step aside so that you can allow your eyes and ears and your heart to open up to all the signs and the messages that your loved ones are sending you, asking you to open the door of your heart and let them back in because they want to reconnect with you just as much as you want to reconnect with them. So we're going to take a little break. When I come back, I'm going to devote the rest of the show to answering the questions that you submitted to me. All righty. And of course, if you have any other questions, I see um, D. I see um, you're here with me. So if you have any questions or comments you want to make, feel free. All right, we'll be back in a moment on Ask Dr. Love. Are you a business looking to expand across the USA? Ask Dr. Love reaches millions of terrestrial radio listeners, offering you a unique opportunity to reach out to almost every adult listening group as everyone is concerned about their relationships. There is no other relationship advice show broadcast anywhere else in the USA. By advertising on Ask Dr. Love, your company can reach an audience that no other show touches. Visit AskDrLove.com and fill out the contact form to get in on this tremendous opportunity. Fill out the contact form at AskDrLove.com right now and get all the details. Will it be your company that gets to take advantage and grow your business?
are listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. If your heart is still hurting over the bodily loss of your loved one, the reason is simple. We're not meant to be separated from those we love, and reconnecting is the only way to end the grief. But reconnecting and staying connected requires guidance. As a gift to her listeners, Dr. Turndorf is offering a limited number of discounted grief relief sessions to help you reestablish a relationship with loved ones in spirit and resolve any unfinished issues. If you're ready to experience the healing and joy of reconnecting, visit drjamieturndorf.com slash griefrelief to schedule your session. But don't wait. Space is limited. Visit drjamieturndorf.com slash griefrelief to find out more. And now, back to Dr. Turndorf. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Love. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf, and this is the time in the show where I'm answering the questions that you submitted to me at AskDrLove.com. Here's the first. The subject is Dating Dilemma. Me and this guy began talking about 2.5 months ago. We met on the Bumble dating app and he's 36 and I'm 32. Things between us were going really well. We communicated every day, mostly through messaging and voice notes and saw one another one to two days a week and live about an hour from each other. We both made it clear from the start that we are looking for a relationship in general and I met his family twice and stayed a couple of times at his place, which he says are really big things for him as he hasn't been with a woman in that way for over two years. He had split up with his ex in 2020, as he said, she cheated and walked out on him. They had just brought, bought a flat together at the time and he lost a lot of money. He eventually moved into a flat much smaller and had completely changed his career from working in the airport cargo industry for 15 years to now working as a probation officer after being made redundant following the pandemic. He's been in this role for just over a year. He found his current work really stressful and experienced anxiety and more recently panic attacks. For example, a situation he was dealing with reminded or triggered him of his past when he was a victim of domestic abuse from previous partners. He has mostly had a history of poor relationships since he was 14. He thought about leaving his current job, but is not sure what else to do. He's also on a low salary and has a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder. We spoke about his anxiety as it is quite evident that he said that it started when his ex left him in the flat and he was jobless for 10 months and that his current job has made this worse. He also lacks confidence and needs quite a bit of reassurance. At one point he said he's going to see some mates the following Saturday stating, I am not saying we are rushing or anything. I'm really not. But it happened to me in the past when I was seeing someone and I freaked out, not saying that's going to happen with us, but just pre-warning you. I'm not even sure why you said that. One day I stayed with him and helped him to do a food shop, which he hasn't done in a long time. And he was really anxious and stressed, picking up a lot of items, worrying about how we would carry it home about 10 minutes away and that the bill would be really high. I tried to offer some advice, but he clearly didn't listen and was shocked at the amount of the bill. Later, I mentioned to him, I think I need someone calmer as I can be quite anxious myself. Another time he said to me, I'm not feeling myself and I'm confused about everything from work, myself, relationships, and committing to someone when I'm not even myself at the moment. I knew I'd freak out. 
When asked, he said that not feeling himself means when I am not overthinking everything and work is more settled. If one part of my life is not going well, I don't feel myself and I like structure and routine. He used to say sometimes, which felt quite random, I'm looking for my person and don't know whether this is you, but we shall see. I really enjoy our time together and we connect on all levels. And I told my mom, I won't settle. If it's you, then good, which I hope it is. But genuinely, I don't know if you're my person. He also spoke about the possibility of meeting someone naturally and then maybe being them, maybe being his person. At one point, I said that I don't know if he is the one for me and we are seeing how it goes, that I'm open to getting to know other guys and don't want to put all my eggs into one basket. He was shocked, saying I've never once said this to him and that he's deleted the dating app. So how is he going to meet people? And I said, I'm not actively looking. And if I was speaking to someone and went on a date or something, I would always be honest about it. Further, he said he was speaking to his mom, who really likes me, and told her that I'm amazing and cannot see any red flags with me, but something is missing and can't work out what it is. Also said his sister and her boyfriend like me a lot, but said they can't see us together. I'm not sure I understand this. Recently, when we met up, I said, I'm not sure if I see us as long term. He is quite unsettled and I need someone settled. He seemed to understand and said to me, I don't know if I can commit to one person. We decided to be friends. I said, I haven't fully grieved my dad who passed in March, which he knows about, and that I'll be starting a new job soon. So want to focus on that. And I'm not sure if I'm ready for a relationship. After two days, I contacted contacted him and apologized, asking if he wants to continue dating. He was obviously confused. And one of his latest texts to me said, I can't, babe, as I'm not in the right place. So I wouldn't want to hold you back from meeting someone or your person while I'm sorting myself out. I also eventually want to find my person and be in a committed relationship one day and give my complete self. I also said that I don't think I would able to be friends. And he said he was disappointed, but completely understands. I feel bad for putting confusion and doubts in his head. Could this situation have been avoided? Clarity, much needed, please. Thank you. Now, I don't think you put confusion in this guy's head. He was already confused. And it seems to me that you just mirrored his own verbally expressed doubts. And I doubt that the two, the two of you I think that the two of you both seem very unsure and confused about the relationship. And you've taken turns being the spokesperson for voicing the doubt. He is a very troubled guy and he clearly has PTSD. You know, all it takes is one accident, one illness, one stress to deplete the body of its magnesium stores. And when that happens, the body develops something called HPA, which is short for hippocampus pituitary uh, adrenal axis dysfunction, which instantly triggers PTSD. And then as life piles on more and more stress, the magnesium depletion gets worse and worse, as does the PTSD. So I think he should order the magnesium spritz oil from the electromagnesium.com.au uh, address that I mentioned. And he could use Jamie as a one-time discount code. Um, I recommend this at transdermal magnesium because because it goes on the skin, it bypasses the digestion, which is key. And taking a medicinal dose orally is likely to cause gastric upset and prevent absorption. Now, in the state of PTSD, the mind and the body lives in constant fight-flight mode. Everything's terrifying. And your description matches what I said. He can't even shop without freaking out. So how on earth could he even think about having a relationship Every person is a threat to him. He's not sure about anything. He's 
bracing for being rejected. So he does a preemptive operation in which he starts saying things that make the other person feel insecure. So no wonder you started voicing your doubts, which only fueled his doubts. And round and round, you guys went. Now, you also sound pretty traumatized, and you need the magnesium as well. And if you're really interested in the science behind how stress depletes low magnesium and triggers PTSD and how magnesium reverses PTSD, check out my latest book. If you think you don't have PTSD, think again. The first research-backed drug-free remedy for the global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome. So if you're right brain, all the science is there. Until both of your body chemistries are brought into the normal range, neither of you will be able to assess whether you're a good fit or not. You won't be ready for any kind of relationship. And because magnesium is a natural tranquilizer, you both will feel calmer immediately. So I, I suggest you both douse yourselves. Use 21 sprays of that magnesium spritz oil per day. And when you both turn off the fight-flight response, you won't be living in a perpetual state of danger and fear, and your brains will be able to think more clearly, and then you will be able to properly assess the potential of this relationship. Oh, and one more thing. I just posted Dr. Love's Relationship Toolkit. This is the first time ever that I've made this available. It contains a series of self-assessment tests and guides to help you determine whether you're compatible with someone, whether the person you're with is healthy enough to form a relationship, whether you're ready for a relationship. And if any issues are uncovered, I give you steps for how to heal, whatever comes up. And there's so many other tests as well. And these tests will help you make a level-headed assessment. There's even a, a test, a post-relationship test, why didn't it work out with my ex, to help you look at what was his or her part in the, in the breakup and what was your part. So the uh, post-relationship test us, can help you understand what went wrong so you don't make the same mistakes again. So I'd like to hear more about how you both make out. All right. Now, we have three minutes until it's time to take a break. I can um, read the question, then we'll take a break, and then I'll give the answer. So this question is, need the truth of the matter, even if I am wrong. I like that, that you're asking, tell me the truth, even if I'm wrong. Here's the question. I believe my girlfriend of two years may have severe narcissistic traits or may have narcissistic personality disorder. Unrelated to the suspicions of her having NPD, it is very difficult for her to have an orgasm. Takes forever if she can at all. The other night we were making love for a while, at least an hour, if not longer. I had an orgasm and she stands up and says to me, you were just a couple of pumps away from making me orgasm. I replied, really? Damn, so close, but so far. To which she replied, closer than anyone else. This bothered me. And a little while later, no more than a couple hours later, I brought up what she said by saying, something that was said earlier is really bothering me and I would like to talk about it. So she asked me what it was and I told her, when she said what she said, and she immediately told me that it was not what she said, or even when it was said, tells me I can't remember things properly because I don't pay attention, have a terrible memory, that there must be something wrong with me because what she tried to tell me was said, what she said was, and she wants to be closer to me than anyone else. And we were still making love when she said it, according to her. I stood my ground and went moment by moment on what was said when it was said, and what was happening or had happened as it was said, 
Again, I am told how flawed my memory is, etc. And then I say that what bothers me about her saying closer than anyone else implies there are other people and I am just even closer than anyone I've been with in the past. She then gets very, very angry, starts talking down to me, calling me names and telling me she's just wasting her breath, her love, her spirit, so on and so forth and on with me she tells me to look up on google what closer than anyone else means in a relationship then storms out of the room vanishes to wherever she vanishes to this kind of thing happens regularly about varying topics almost daily she shows back up 10 to 15 minutes later acts like nothing happened looks at me and says i love you so very much you could never know how much i love you and then she proceeds to ignore me the rest of the night until she goes to sleep hugging her cat and a pillow Am I wrong for thinking her comment implies there are other people? Is that what it implies? And why do these types of situations happen constantly, almost daily, about almost anything I say? A great question. There is so much to dig into here. We're going to take a break and I'm going to answer your question. Be back in a moment. Are you a business looking to expand across the USA? Ask Dr. Love reaches millions of terrestrial radio listeners, offering you a unique opportunity to reach out to almost every adult listening group as everyone is concerned about their relationships. There is no other relationship advice show broadcast anywhere else in the USA. By advertising on Ask Dr. Love, your company can reach an audience that no other show touches. Visit AskDrLove.com and fill out the contact form to get in on this tremendous opportunity. Fill out the contact form at AskDrLove.com right now and get all the details. Will it be your company that gets to take advantage and grow your business? Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe 25000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is a perfect time to get cash out, while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay for college, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. A cash out refinance is the perfect solution to get the cash you need. If you need 25000 50000 or even 100000 now's the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to sell your home or use your savings. Call New American Funding now and speak to a cash-out refi specialist and see how much cash-out you can get. Call New American Funding at 855-403-7120. That's 855-403-7120. Call 855-403-7120. You're listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. If your heart is still hurting over the bodily loss of your loved one, the reason is simple. We're not meant to be separated from those we love, and reconnecting is the only way to end the grief. But reconnecting and staying connected requires guidance. As a gift to her listeners, Dr. Turndorf is offering a limited number of discounted grief relief sessions to help you reestablish a relationship with loved ones in spirit and resolve any unfinished issues. If you're ready to experience the healing and joy of reconnecting, visit drjamieturndorf.com slash griefrelief to schedule your session. But don't wait. Space is limited. Visit drjamieturndorf.com slash griefrelief to find out more. And now, back to Dr. Turndorf. 
Welcome back to Ask Dr. Love. I'm answering a question that I just read prior to the break. This is my answer. So talk about not understanding each other. So the way I hear the conflict is that you interpreted her remark closer than anyone else as meaning that she is currently sleeping with other people. And I heard the statement as meaning now, I heard the statement as meaning no other man has ever come this close to helping her to orgasm. You jumped to the conclusion that you did, and you missed an important step to check out your interpretation rather than assuming your interpretation is correct. So many couples get into to-the-death arguments because they assume that they understood correctly, and then they react, and then the other person is misunderstood and feels hurt, and then becomes angry, and the fight is on. I believe she felt deeply misunderstood by you. She was actually complimenting you and telling you how much more she responds to you than any other previous partner. And when you didn't understand what she meant, her feelings got hurt, her hurt morphed into anger, and then she lashed out at you. That's on her. She didn't do a good job of communicating her thoughts and feelings using my XY formula, which consists of calmly stating what was said or done and how one feels and why. So the way you presented the problem makes me think that you think you're blameless in these conflicts and that she's the crazy one. And of course, because she come, becomes angry, her lashing out reinforces your belief that the problems are all her. When in fact, I am sure that the fights you're having come from you're also misunderstanding what she says. You both need to read my first Hay House book, Kiss Your Fights Goodbye. That book should be your relationship Bible. The book outlines everything you need to have for a working relationship. First off, I explain that all relationship fighting triggers the fight-flight response. When we feel blamed by the other or misunderstood by the other, the fight-flight response is kicked into high gear. In fight-flight, we defend, we justify, we make excuses, and we fall into all kinds of what I call fight traps, which are the faulty fighting tactics we learned from our first families. Fight traps fall into what I call open and secret warfare, like name calling, character assassination, counter blaming, recruiting allies, sarcasm. Those are all open warfare. And then uh, secret warfare might be passive aggressive, silent treatment, um, ignoring the other person, paybacks. Fight traps cause more fight-flight reactions and a vicious cycle of chemical imbalance and more fighting. This goes on in all distressed relationships, and the chemical imbalance underlies the ever-escalating fighting. Kiss Your Fights Goodbye is also going to show you how to train your brain to fight for you, not against you, by showing you exactly how to check out your interpretation of what the other person is, has said to you. You missed this step entirely, as I said. And the book shows you how to apply first aid to use listening to cool down a conversation before it cycles out of control. You really derailed when you started sticking to your transcript and insisting on the reality of what was said instead of focusing on the emotional reality of understanding what she wanted to say to you. You became a district attorney and you became her enemy. Bottom line, most fights can be aborted through listening and understanding the other person. Listening is sorely missing in your relationship. Now, I want to give you an example of how you both should have handled the conflict. And when I outline what you should have said, you'll see how far off the mark you both were. So 
when she says closer than anyone else, you should have said, I want to make sure I don't misunderstand what you mean. I'm thinking you're saying that I'm doing better than other men you're currently with. Am I wrong? And then she would say, you are definitely wrong. I'm only with you. And then you would say, well, um, now let's say her feelings were already hurt by your assuming that she was sleeping with others. And the two of you don't talk, by the way, about where you are and whether you're both sleeping with others or not. You don't communicate. So let's say she starts to get worked up and she starts to yell at you. Now it's first aid time from you. You would say, I see you're getting angry and I think my misunderstanding hurt your feelings. Am I right? And then she'd say, yes, you hurt her feelings. And then you would go farther in understanding her by saying, I think your feelings were hurt because you were thinking that I was accusing you of being unfaithful to me. Is that it? See, you're like a fisherman trying to reel in her feelings. The idea is you help the other person tell you more about why she feels hurt. You get the idea. You both need to kiss your fights. Goodbye, desperately. Let me know how you make out. Before we end, I want to say thanks to someone who put a note in the chat. Hi, Dr. Jamie. Thank you for providing the scientific information. It really does help me personally. Even though I've been in dialogue with my parents and even my dog, my logical mind can tend to take over and doubt that it happened. I loved your book, Love Never Dies, and I'm going to read it yet again. Thanks for the comment. Can't can't read it enough. I, I know many people have reread it. I want to share my screen for one second and show you something. Uh, I just painted this mural this week, and there's a reason I'm sharing this with you. It's a scene from my mind of a beautiful little village in the south of France, because I'm missing France so much. Uh, mostly uh, every summer I would go to France to visit my husband's family, and I haven't been there for three years. My last trip was in 2019, and I'm missing France, so here's my, the mural to take me there. And this uh, is to just let you know, um, because I'm not going to get a vacation this summer, I'm going to take a little mini break and uh, not broadcast the Ask Dr. Love show for the month of August. We'll figure out some rebroadcasts for you so you don't have to go cold turkey, but I won't be doing shows uh, live for the next four weeks, and then I'll see you back in the beginning of September. Meanwhile, reconnect, and I'm sending you love. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Sign up for Dr. Jamie's newsletter at AskDrLove.com and receive her meditation audio that will guide you to open your heart and chill out during these stressful times. Thank you.